People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Welcome to another episode of Realm of the Supernatural. I'm Finchie McFinch. I'm Solway. And today we have another action-packed show. And, uh, well, we've got, got a few different topics today, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, gnomes. Gnomes, yeah. Driving around little cars, like Noddy. Yeah. <laughs> Noddy gnomes. Noddy gnomes. Um, what else we've got? We've got the Grafton Monster. Grafton Monster. It's another great uh, account, that. Yeah, and that's similar to what we did last week on the Flatwood Monster. Uh, for those that didn't get to hear that episode, that was actually a Patreon episode. So, uh, not a subtle hint here, but get yourselves over there and join our Patreon. Yeah. And yeah. get shows like the Flatwood Monster. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, today's today's one is worth signing yeah, up to. it's worth $2. Even it if is. you just sign up to, even if you just signed up for $5 for one month a year, if everyone did that, yep. that'd be fantastic. You know what I mean? That'd really show... You appreciate our shit, and uh, I think the, 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 the gnome, gnome account today mm. is one of them. You're one of gonna want to go and search for more. Yeah, afterwards. Well, hopefully, there is more coming up, uh, like fairy type stuff. Coming yeah, because we've got a couple of stories. But in that gnome episode, in the gnome thing, we give you the transcript of what the people saw, didn't we? Yeah, we so, get to hear Lee's beautiful voice in that one. Yeah, and uh, little kid from well, there we go from London. That's a little snippet there. Even though he's, it was based in Nottingham. So yeah, I don't know what happened there. then turned into I a can Scouser. Only do two, but... two fucking accents. Well, that's the problem. Scouse and Indian. But anyway, but, um... we, uh, oh, we've got we've got uh, <laughs> people sign up to Patreon. A lot of Bobby Dazzlers. So come and sign up. Be a Bobby Dazzler. Uh, Would we'll they get to them in later in the show? Yeah, we'll reviews coming in and a couple of little stories. Uh, one about a toddler seeing. Uh, a ghostly woman mm. and uh, so a bit of a foot fetch yeah and uh, a bit weird a bit weird that one yeah and a bit of uh, UFO news but remember if you've got anything you want to share on the show uh, if you've got a story you want to share or you know an interesting news article or whatever you find you know you can post them to our Facebook group which is Roman Supernatural Podcast on there we've got a page we've got a group we're going to do all the shit on there so join up if you can please that'll make a difference um, obviously subscribe keep your reviews coming in but what was I saying? Keep, keep, keep. Um, what was I saying at the beginning of that? Patreon. No, I started saying something <laughs> and I fucking forgot halfway through. Um, you, you, YouTube, not... What was I saying? YouTube, I Patreon, Facebook. Facebook. Tinder. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, sorry for the show. There we go. Today, yeah. If you've got an interesting um, story you want to share on the show, like I said before, then... Send it to us at Realm of the Supernatural Podcast. Um, Realm of Supernatural Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Fucking hell. He said it um, about 50 times already. Yeah. I... It's a fever. It's a fever. That's what it is. It's not, <laughs> not drink related. Um, so, yeah, send it to us. Come on the show. Tell your story. Don't matter what it is. If it's paranormal, cryptid, whatever. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And those covered all the bases there. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get on with this shit. Let's get on with it. And the Grafton first monster. one is the Grafton Monster. Enjoy. Just want to say a quick thank you to Mothman Historian, who sent me a transcript of the letter, which I'll mention at the end of this uh, particular section on the Grafton Monster. So just thank you to him. If you want to check out his videos, go to YouTube, search Mothman Historian, and they'll pop up. I'll post a link to the Hangout so you can check it out there. If you're on our Facebook group, you'll be able to see it there. But yeah, thanks, Mothman Historian. Okay, the Grafton Monster then. So, there's a few things that, obviously, I want to point out with this story. It's, um, there's a little few... This is not the right way to... I'll start again. Okay, so the Grafton Monster. Straight away, when I give you the key, the key witness to this and all that, you're going to be a little bit suspect because... The guy works for the paper. Oh, okay. right. And we know that there's been many, many times where local newspapers put out some sensational story yep. 
in order just to draw up business. Journalists love a good story. Yeah, but I think there's a bit more to this. I think as we go through this, I think um, I think that comes clear. But we'll, we'll start with the, the tale then, okay? So this all takes place on June 16th, 1964, okay? And it's 11pm, and a guy called Robert Cockrell, who was a reporter, had just got off work at the Grafton Sentinel. Um, that paper's since changed its name, I believe. Anyway, he's driving down Riverside Road, which is now called Yates Avenue. And um, as he's driving along, he's rounding a curve, and his headlights catch what he describes as a huge white obstruction. All okay? right. With slick white skin and no discernible head. Um, that's not to say he hasn't got a head, but he's saying he couldn't see a head. Mm. Okay, not, so he not sees cow, this. Then. Well, it could be a cow. Yeah, all right. Turn sideways, it could be. Yeah, but yeah. He sees there's definitely something there, right? As he rounds this bend, there's definitely something in front of him in this uh, clear patch of grass. Okay, so he's terrified at this point, and he races home. Now, apparently, he gets home and he takes him a few minutes just to steady his nerves. He has a shot of whiskey and all the rest of it, and after twenty minutes or so, he's he, he gets this bug in him, you know, the journalist bug, where yeah. he really thinks, well, hang on a minute, there's a story here. Yeah. And it's my job to report these things, not run away from them. So he decides that he's going to go back, but not on his own, okay? So... <laughs> taking a farmer with him. <laughs> he, he calls his two best friends and asks them if they'll come with him. Bearing in mind, this is like 20 past half past 11 at night, and this guy's ringing him up saying, I've just seen a monster, will you come with me? But these two guys said, yeah. So that gives you... I think that gives you a little bit of the of the integrity of this guy, you know, because if people ring you up at half eleven at night, say I've just seen a monster, will you come to me? You're going <laughs> to say yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these two guys did, so that I think that tells you a little bit of the integrity of the fella. Um, also, uh, so his friends there, Jerry Morse and uh, Jim Mouser, uh, accompany you back to the site. Now, when he arrives at the site, this obstruction that was there on the curve is gone. So whatever it was must have been living because it's not now there. Well, yeah, the cow's okay. gone back in the field. Or the cow, whatever, yeah. But it's definitely was living. <laughs> so he, he says that, you know, whatever it was, was living. Yeah. He goes over to where this thing was and he sees trampled down grass. And he says that this figure was about four foot wide. Uh, he later go on to describe it being about seven to nine feet tall, but he says it was about four foot wide. And on the ground there, you can see this trampled patch of grass, four foot wide. Okay. It's quite so, big. That is massive, you yeah, know, for for a creature. But the the thing is, he said this before he gets there that this this is what. And then when they get there, they see the um, impression in the ground, which is you know correlates exactly to what he says. Yeah. So there's a little bit of thing to that, you know, a little bit of you want to call it evidence or whatever. But anyway, they continue the search, and they don't see any um, creature, but they hear this really weird whistling noise. All right. Um, when they get down by the river there. And again, that pops up in a lot of cryptic creature yep. uh, sightings and uh, things. So, but he reports that. Anyway, as you can imagine, being a journalist, he wants to run this story. Yeah. But at the same time, he don't want to lose his job. Well, okay. yeah. Okay. So, and, and that's still the same today. There's still this um, ridicule factor and all the rest of yep. it. So, he decides to sit on the story. And he leaves it a couple of days until he starts hearing other reports coming in of people seeing the same creature. Mm. At that point, and that's up and down this stretch of river. I mean, this stretch of river goes on for miles and there's reports coming all the way along it. So at this point, he's, he's thinking, well, hang on, there's more to this than just my sighting. Yeah. And so he goes to his editor and he uh, approaches him and he says, look, you know, obviously with some skepticism, um, which he expects to get back as well. But he says, look, this is what I saw. And this is the story, and kind of run with it. It'll gauge interest, if anything. Absolutely. And the editor, for that very reason, says, yeah, let's run with yeah. this. So he decides to put a, a small article. Now he gets uh, Robert to come up with the article, and the editor then basically edits it. Okay. So you end up with a very different story, by all accounts, to what he initially wanted to yeah. run with. Okay. Um, but what had happened, these two guys, Jim and um, Jerry, had gone back while he was deliberating whether he was going to tell anybody about this story or not, they'd been running around the town saying what they'd seen that night or what alleged <laughs> what had been alleged to be seen that night. So everybody in the town had got wind of this. So in the in the uh, intervening a couple of days, a lot of people started going out, kids yeah. mainly, teenagers, started going out there to investigate the area. Yeah, want to see um, it. 
And so that's kind of where the editor goes with the story. He actually titled the piece, uh, the first piece in the paper, which appeared on June 18th, uh, as Teenage Monster Hunting Parties. Okay. <laughs> Latest activity on the Grafton scene. And he described an encounter with a group of youths searching for the monster on Riverside Drive with considerable scepticism. And the description of the alleged Grafton monster sounds suspiciously like that of recent reports of a monster in Michigan. The article reads... Uh, just a point on that, there'd actually been a sighting of uh, like a Bigfoot type creature right. a few days before the first and before Robert saw yeah. what he saw, uh, actually up the road in Michigan. So he's saying it's not the initial source, of, you know. Yeah, so they're saying it. in the article that people have, have taken that sighting that they've read about, and now they're going out looking for this creature and they're seeing this creature based on that yeah. initial article. But uh, I don't think that's quite the case. But you can see where he's coming from. Okay, so. Uh, suspiciously slight the report from the Michigan, okay? Um, except the Grafton creature seems to be a bit bigger in every respect. One youth suggested that it might be an escaped polar bear, um, but offered no suggestion as to where such an animal could have escaped from. <laughs> All right. So They don't just pop up out of the ground. No, pol- I think someone would know it's a polar bear. <laughs> Although there was a guy the other day, I don't know if you read about this, he was like a multimillionaire recluse. Right. And apparently... He had this uh, ranch in America, and he had all these exotic animals in there. Nobody knew. Yeah. You know, he's just a recluse up there, not? and he come out to town and got his bits and bobs in that, but he just went back home and nobody knew. He had all these exotic animals, and what he decided, he's, I think he was dying, so he blew his own head off, uh, suicide, but before he died, he let all the animals out. <laughs> so people were you know, going out, in the, and there was like a tiger stalking their horse and that, and... Uh, all sorts of weird creatures. Yeah, just let the lot out. Ma, there's a flamingo on the front drive. Yeah, there was a guy, and he was saying, he was saying, um, I think it was, I think it was a tiger that approached his horse, and uh, he shot it, or whatever. And he was saying in the paper, he was saying, um, there was no way that was getting my horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> fucking tiger. Uh, but yeah, you don't expect to run into that every day. So a polar. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying this was a polar bear. I'm just saying neighbors didn't have an exotic polar bear. They do. Around occasionally pop up uh, in strange places um so obviously the paper's poking fun at the poking fun at it by making reference to this being like a teens doing it yeah okay but it wasn't just teens that were going it were actually a lot of adults there as well um but again it's you know clever editing okay so we move on to the second um, again, a lot of things are going on here, and a lot of people are still looking for this. So, he, so they put in another um, article to basically debunk the whole situation. Right. So they aren't adult else. No, ever. just to just to get rid of it for once and for all. Let's yeah. move on to something different. They put this article in to debunk it, and they call this they call the second article um, "Monster Result of Spring Fever and Wild Imagination." Okay. <laughs> At approximately 10 p.m., it was reported that cars were almost bumper to bumper along the River Drive. It's noted that many teenagers and adults were roaming the section of the city in Grafton's alleged monster could have shown up at the Riverside area even if it wanted to. A combination of spring fever, lack of area recreation facilities, and recently uh, public publicity given to the Michigan town, which claimed to have a monster, which followed people which followed people are be- believed to have laid you know do that bit again which followed people should be a comma here which followed people are believed to have led to the basis of the widely uh, imaginative story about the grafton monster it's claimed but a routine check of the sentinel showed that's the paper, showed that the monster may have resulted from the fact that an individual pushing a handcart loaded with high boxes walked along the Riverside Drive on Tuesday night. Uh, for the Sentinel, at least, the matter has been settled. For anyone, <laughs> for everyone else, however, the legend of Grafton Monster was just the beginning. Um, Yeah, so at this point, they've settled it, and they go on to say, obviously, monsters don't push handcarts. But you've got to remember, and it says in the... In the it says... Or do they? Hold on, or do they? Or do they? Sasquatch I mean, yeah, and well, you Bigfoot, know. you know, they've got but to carry other stuff somehow. It says, in the fading light of the evening, this 
reporter mistook a guy pushing a handcart for a monster. But it was 11 o'clock at night. And yeah. I don't know about you, but that's not dusk, is it? That's not evening light. No. It's That is pitch black. Stack. Yeah. Okay, so they're trying to say, well, there was a bit of light there and he could see this thing. But who's pushing a handcart, right? Loaded with boxes <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. Well. And how does somebody see that and mistake it for a monster? Now, there's a little bit of... You've got you know, to get moonshine to the customers. Exactly. But this is bullshit, right? To me, it's <laughs> it's it's a, one of these things where skeptics chuck some in, right? They don't know what the answer is. So instead of just saying, I don't know, which is perfectly fine. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. That is a you know reasonable statement to make. I don't know what it was. That's reasonable, yeah? yeah? yeah. But then don't start filling me head with bullshit, right? Yeah. Because that's what bores me. Um and I think in this situation, that's exactly what we're getting here. A bit of bullshit. Um, that's not to say what um, Robert Cockrell saw in the first place was a monster. We don't know. Yeah, he, know? Well, he doesn't know himself, does he? But I like these stories where it's just one sighting of something weird and then it goes. But I'll get onto that because I think that pops up. Um, it's in interesting how he holds on to it because obviously you do want to get a, a recollection of someone else seeing something similar, mm. at least, within recent times. Um but was it or wasn't it? I'll, it's hard to say because it's just one person that initially see it and him being a journalist as well. But you take away that journalist factor from it and you imagine that them other events, you know, none of them, uh, sorry, they've all, they've all correlated with each other, then you're more likely to believe it. Yeah. But because of the newspaper article side of it, you bring that into it, it does kind of want you to debunk it as it is. That will, I mean, for most people, we'll read that and just say, that's what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? 90% of people, probably more. Well, people um, do anyway. People yeah. do anyway. You look they'll at you look at social media, yeah. anything like that, you read it on there, a lot of people, well, 75% at least, I'd say, dare say, will believe and it. There's lots away. of times in the paper where they'll put something in there, right, uh, they know it's bollocks, yeah. but they'll, they'll write it as truth, yeah. and then later on, they'll, they'll have to redact it um, but we'll just put this little tiny thing in, a, like page twenty-seven or something, right in the bottom corner, yeah. saying, "Oh, that story we published on the front page." They've a couple been of weeks ago doing it for years. Politics, everything, mm. all that involved. They've been doing it for years, and like you say, they'll put a picture up from about ten years ago, and they'll put that out the front page because at the time of when that happened, you know, it probably was big news. Yeah. Well, now it's you know ten years on. Let's say it's not. It's not anymore. But we're using that picture, and people still think. It's like it's like when this virus kicked off and people at the beaches and things like that. They've been using pictures of four or five years ago. Yeah. On there. Well They've been doing it for years, absolute years. In this uh, I mean, Robert himself actually did, being a reporter, he took he went to this site and he spoke to people that was there who yeah. claimed to have seen this beast. Then he took over a hundred reports of different people that had seen different things, but he never approached the paper to put them in there again. No. Okay. No. But he did make contact with a local UFO guy, if we will, Gray Barker, which we spoke about during the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. He was the guy that was involved with that. And he um, was well known in the area for um, looking into Mothman, and, but mostly his passion was UFOs. Yeah. But he actually contacted him to ask, ask him his thoughts on the case and if he would investigate it. And um, there's a big long letter that uh, Robert sent to him, just explaining exactly what he's seen. You know, like I said, this um, headless creature with this seal skin. He said it looked like seal skin. Okay. It, I don't know. Um, he told you it was six, uh, seven to nine feet tall, four foot wide, and, and all the rest of it. So, in July, on July 29th, 1964, and I have to give credit here to uh, Clarksburg Harrison Public Library, who actually have a record of all of um, Grey uh, Barker's um notes right okay this it seems like he wrote this grafton monster up but never published it okay so he's working for different ufo magazines at the time yeah and it wasn't quite ufo enough to be put in there i don't think so he probably wrote this up but then put it on the back there and never got around to publishing it so this just laid in his notes and it was found and now it's in the uh, Clarksburg um Harrison Public Library, so it's on display. You can go and look at it, and the rest of his notes. But he was one of the first guys. Gray Barker was like famous in the UFO field because he was one of the first person to really talk about Men in Black. Yeah. Um, and he had this story. He had this uh, book called uh, "They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers," and then he oh, yeah. got into that. So, but 
he seemed, and again, you know, a lot of people say with him getting involved in this case, he is known, not just him, but he had like a co-author. And if the book didn't have enough cases in it, they'd make up cases just to fill out the pages, okay? Um, so he is known for a bit of bullshit. So obviously, but the problem with that is, and people say, well, if he's involved, then it's all bullshit, but he never published the article. Okay, mm. so so you've got to bear that in mind. If you didn't publish it, then... Maybe there was something to it, you know, because if it was bullshit, why didn't you publish it? So, and why did he go to the effort of writing all that if he wasn't going to publish it? But he did, you know, he did he did write this up. But he sends back, so Robert Cockrell sends him a letter asking him if he's going to be uh, get involved with it. And I think this is the most interesting part of the story because he writes back to him, okay, and he says, Dear Bob, it's nice that, isn't it? Dear Bob, not Dear Robert, Bob. Bob. Dear Bob, you know. So we're going straight to a bit friendly there. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, dear Bob, sorry I haven't acknowledged your interest. Uh, interesting letter. I thanked you for your help. I've received your letter before I departed to New York. Unfortunately, the Long John show on which I was booked was preempted by the Republican convention until around 3.30 in the morning. And I was consequently on only an hour and a half after plugging my lecture which I was booked on mainly to talk about anyway. We didn't get round to the report you provided. I did, however, tape an hour and a half show for an FM station in New York, which will be broadcast sometime this fall. And we did get to discuss the report on the show. So what you're saying here is, is he got the letter from him, he read it, he's interested in the case, he was going to talk about it on the Long John show, which was like a coast-to-coast type show back in the day. And he didn't get a chance to talk about it because it got cut short. He's actually slot. Yeah. So by the time he took one on there to talk about what he was meant to talk about, he didn't run out of time. So he actually spoke about it on a, a different TV show that he was doing or radio yeah. show. So shows that he was interested. And he and remember, the guy who's, who's telling this is a journalist. You know, He's a sort of respectable... I mean, this guy's reporting the news and he's expected that he's going to be... Uh, telling the truth that's kind of what he's meant to be doing yeah so you can see from his point of view why he thinks it was interesting but he says and i think this is where it gets really good he says probably i can do a write-up for one of the ufo zines i think i explained that my own publication the sorcerer is no longer active uh the most interesting facet of your report to me was the whistling sound you heard from the direction of the river i have a theory which although isn't generally accepted I, it's still interesting to me. When rocket ships from the US reach inhabited planets, or one which has some sort of reasonable, breathable atmosphere, we will first deposit experimental animals, probably monkeys, on the surface of the other planet before getting out ourselves. These specimens will then be carefully retrieved and fully examined uh, to note effects of the alien environment on them. If space people are visiting us now, they might be doing the very same thing. Thus, the whistling sound, if one fits in with this theory, could well be the sound of flying saucers retrieving the specimens. In this case, the weird-looking monster. Um, I mean, this is a good theory. Anyway, it says, I am in Grafton occasionally, usually in the evenings... Uh, at the present time, and he says he'll get in touch with him and he'll give him a ring. Um, but that's that really mm. is the most interesting aspect of the case, you know, because we would, you know, this is what I always say about UFOs. A lot of the UFOs that we that we see, um, the ones that we sort of think are more likely to be alien than than our own, um, I always think of drones because right. the first thing yeah. you're going to send is drones, isn't it? And all these people yeah. who say. No, you can't. You can't travel these fast distances and that. You know, well, you can if you haven't got no people on board. Yeah, you know, it's a lot easier just yeah. to send a machine. So I think a lot of things will be drones. And then yeah, like he says in there, if if they find a place what maybe they they can drop an experiment animal, animal they're going to drop an animal first or something just to see what they, how they react to it. Yeah, guinea pig. Um, Obviously, they'll have experiments and yeah. tests to be able to do that. I think it'd be even more probably efficient. But you're going to put, yeah, like you say, a guinea pig on there just to see what, what happens to yeah. it. And it's fairly there because you see these creatures, right? The Flatwoods one was another example yeah. where Hob, uh, Hobbs, um, the goblins in um, 
where is it? Fucking, I can't remember the name of it. No, no, Kentucky Gob, Gob, Gob Goblins. But they just came. They were seen. They was gone. That's yep. it. You know what I mean? Not been seen. Well, maybe they've been seen one more time after that, but you know, generally they've not been seen. Same with the Flatwoods thing. Same with uh, all these different creatures, you know, that pop up and then they're gone. And it does make you wonder whether they're bringing them for that very reason, just to chuck on the planet, see how it reacts to the planet. Yeah, a trial. You know, trial room. For whatever reason, I mean, it, you know, it could be nefarious reasons, it could be just um, science. But I think that is the most intriguing aspect of the whole story to me, is that 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 theory, because I think that's a, a fantastic theory. And I know he says it's not, you know, it's not accepted. Uh, yeah, very I'm widely. sure one of many theories. Because obviously, the whistling aspect of it can be put down to all sorts. That could be wind. That could be all. You you know that when the wind passes through anything, you know it oh, could yeah. make a specific sound. It could be a I don't know bloody fisherman for all we know. It's by the lake. Having a whistle. Well, I mean, even late at night, you still get them out there. Um, could be all sorts. Could be all sorts. Um, but well, I would I, I would not... tend to think the whistling sound itself, the ethers could be possibly the UFO even. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the creature making that sound, or a creature making that sound, because there's so many reports of people having like. Um, a Bigfoot encounter and hearing the whistling before that happens or somewhere and not necessarily seeing the Bigfoot do it. Yeah. But but being in the vicinity while with the link with it, on, yeah. you know what I mean? Which makes you obviously put two and two together. You can't necessarily get four, but you you know, there's a link there, there's something going on. And again, with him saying that this experiment where they're dropping things off and he goes on to say maybe Bigfoot is an example of this. Yeah. Uh, but you do get this correlation between people seeing Bigfoot and seeing UFOs, um, whether it's just balls of light or whether it's an actual craft. So they seem to run in the same circles as well. And again, you know, we spoke about this on the show before, but the theory being that they're just attracted to the same areas, the ley lines. Um, You know, Bigfoot's attracted to it for its own reasons. UFOs are attracted to it for its own reasons. So therefore, they end up meeting at the same place. It's not necessarily um, that they're involved with each other they just happen to be at the same place like if you had um i don't know so you had a feeding stand for animals uh in the woods you'd get all those animals would be on that feeding stand but it doesn't necessarily mean that the badger and the fox go home with each other or or you know exist with you know <laughs> it just means that they're eating in the same location you know what i mean so yeah. you've got to bear that in mind when you see ufos and and uh, and obviously there was the Paranormal witness case, the um, the werewolf one, uh, where they saw strange lights in the woods before they first saw the dogman. Right. Yeah, uh, I think it was called the Wolf Pack. I think the episode was called Wolf Pack. If and people will have seen that, it's a fantastic episode. Um, in brief, basically what happens is this family's in their house, they see strange lights up in the distance, and then they see these creatures moving in. They go retreat back into their house. I think they're on the porch to start with. They retreat back into their house, and over the course of the next hour or so, these creatures get closer and closer until they start standing up, and they, they are basically what you call a werewolf, a dogman. Yeah. Um, but there's not just one. There's many, and um, I think in the end they actually, uh, if I remember right, it's years since I've seen it, but I think they actually managed to get to the truck and get in it and get away. Yeah. And that's it. And obviously, when they return, it's all they've all gone. Um, but that's what the report, and it, I mean, it's a fan, if you get a chance to see it, it's a fantastic episode. Paranormal Witness, I'm sure it's called Wolfpack. But... So what are we saying? Are we saying there's something that's bringing them together, or are we saying that it's by I'm just saying that they're in the coincidence that they're in the same location. Possibly. Or there could, there could, there could be something that's drawing them Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. connected, because you're getting the same things happening in the same place um, in many different locations, you know? So I don't know, but um, anyway, that's the Grafton monster in a nutshell. So we'll do some news. I'm talking of monsters and talking of uh, idiots. Have you heard about that uh, man in a gimp suit up in uh, Scotland this uh, week? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, hiding out and uh, with a gimp mask, but he was uh, fully naked. Unfortunately, well, he had shoes on. Well, he had shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. can't be running around without shoes. Well, yeah, naturally, yeah. he wears shoes, but nothing else apart from a gimp mask. Um, 
exposing himself around some woods and yeah, uh, I read that. Yeah, exposing himself, but surely if he's got no clothes on, right? How's he meant to cover yeah, up? He's not. I mean, in the true traditional sense of the word, exposing yourself, you'd have to have clothes on, wouldn't you? But we couldn't find him. We couldn't didn't find, find him. him. No. no, couldn't find him. I mean, imagine. Well, getting... we didn't find him or couldn't find him. It's two different things there. Isn't I don't it? think he got the bus home dressed like that. Do well, you? no, I don't think he does. He'd have to wear it. Yeah, well, his bus pass anyway. Wouldn't yeah, well, wouldn't allow him on anyway because yeah. you're not wearing your uh, mask, mate. Well, that's it. Oh, he has got. A mask oh, he has on. got a mask, yeah. he? Gimp mask. Has Does it, that count? Can you just uh, pull a zip across, please, sir? Can't drink a pint like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what a weird bastard! Might have to catch him and lock him up. But he might have been escaping. You know, you might have been escaping. <laughs> so I took him there to murder him, or whatever, and you might have been escaping. He's come from out of the cave up in so one of uh, Scotland's uh, mountains up there. Anyhow, um, come across this one, and when when you see kids talking about ghosts or anything like that, you think mm, there's, there must be an element to it for them to bring it up. Yeah, because it's not something really at a young age that they're really interactive with you know you don't really let them watch that was me drinking horror by the way (laughs) you don't really let them watch horror movies or ghost movies as such um so it's it's not something that generally come up in conversation but no this this toddler has and i say toddler so you're you're talking talking young you know you're not yeah you're talking young and for him to bring something like this up is uh, quite interesting. So, uh, toddler claims spooky lady visits him in bed every night and makes specific requests. Now, I don't know if he's talking about his mum and say you've got to clean yeah. up your bedroom, you know. Oh, like that, well, but I mean, I, I quite enjoy this so far. But carry on. <laughs> well, depends what she's asking me, but yeah. <laughs> a young a young boy is afraid to go to bed. As he claims a spooky lady has been visiting him in his room every night for a week and it's creeped his relatives out. Mm. Ooh. Now, no matter how old you get, nightmares are never pleasant. Never had one. Never had one. No. I've, I was talking about this to. Um, very seldom dream. The guys from. Ooh, 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 I'm trying to think of the name of the group, but they did a paranormal thing on Amazon. Um, I can't think of the name of them now. Uh, it'll come back to me. We we did an episode with oh, them. Oh yeah, the um, Paracasters, Paraseekers, Paraseekers. That's, that's it, it yeah. Paraseekers. I know it's para something. Yeah, Paraseekers. And I spoke to him about this about nightmares because I've had one that at the time we were speaking to him was quite recurring, mm. and it's one of my uh, in my uh, in my nan's house. And it's the same thing of going around my nan's house, hearing these footsteps, and there's someone with a knife chasing you around around the house. Yeah. And people have a people have those dreams where they're running away from something. Yeah, running yeah. running away. But it starts off, and every every time that you have the nightmare, it's something else added on to the end of it. Mm. So it's like a story. So such. you get a bit closer each time. Well, a bit closer to death, or a bit closer yeah. to escaping. So it's like a door, and you just. Get a bit closer. Oh no, this this, this one's going around it. I mean, I've been around. This is one of them things, you know, like you see them staircases where you just keep going round in the same loop. It's like that around this house. Not a staircase. Yeah, oh, you, like, yeah, stair- like on labyrinth. Uh, then, for um, yeah, yeah, matrix and yeah, things like, like at that. The end of labyrinth where he goes. Yeah, upside that's down. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's like one of them, and it just loops over and loops over. But you're doing different things in each section all the time. But it, in all in all, it's the same loop that you're doing. Hmm. Um. But yeah, we were speaking to, um, it was a junior uh, that we were speaking to on it, and he said that he had one as well that was, you know, not not similar to mine, but a case where he's got these uh, nightmares that keep popping up, and they're on loop, but they're something added on to each time. Yeah. But that's that one anyway, so uh, there's no update on that, because I had a nightmare since, so that's, uh, that's a good fair few months since that one. Anyhow, uh but one family can't work out if their toddler's creepy nighttime fears are based on bad dreams or if there's more to them. The young boy claims he's been seeing a strange lady in his room each night and she wears a ra- ra- she she makes a rather bizarre request. Now the child's grandma is is quite connected uh, well, is quite concerned about the tales, you know, of yeah, what's oh, been yeah. going on. Well, yeah. And Naturally, I yeah. mean, but you'd be a little bit like, well, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's probably imagination. 
and she's written in she's written into a few uh, columns, you know, in in newspapers and that, you know, and she's like, "What should I do to help him?" Mm. Um, so she put, you know, title. She titled it, "My grandson is visited by a spooky lady." Uh, the unnamed woman explained all, and we have to admit it, the whole thing does sound like something from a scary movie. Uh, she wrote, My two-and-a-half-year-old grandson has been having a recurring nightmare for the past week and a half. Uh, he wakes up very upset, saying there is a lady in his room. When asked if she talks to him and why he thinks she is there, he says that there's, uh, there has to be something from his room and she wants to put something on his foot. Yeah. So a bit of a ghost with a foot fetish, maybe. Um, it's a bit weird, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's on his foot. Yeah. He is afraid to go to bed, naturally. Uh, my daughter is in the process of potty training him. And he also has a new sister, four weeks old, um, as well. I know that these life changes can cause children to have nightmares, and I understand that imagination their imagination is vivid at this age. However, this just seems so specific and kind of creepy. Well, it does, yeah. Uh, she adds that the family are at a loss uh, over how to handle the situation. Mm. Well, I suppose if you don't know how to handle it, you know, you don't no, know what you to do, do, don't you? Yeah. Um, Just got to get on. Com- got to try and convince, you know... If anything, uh, the agony aunt replies, stating that a week and a half isn't a tremendously long period of time for a recurring nightmare. So the family should see how it goes for a while and possibly put the brakes on potty training for now. Well, yeah. Additionally, the writer suggests trying all the common nightmare remedies, such as sleeping with a nightlight using uh, and using a weird lady spray that renders any weird ladies harmless. So... <laughs> yeah, so that's just like psychological stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Could work, yeah. If all else fails, they recommend buying a nanny cam uh, <laughs> so, so we can all see the ghost. Well, I don't think you're going to catch, catch her on that. No. Um, they also added, jokingly, uh, it's not a ghost, more likely to be a demon taking the shape of an old lady. Well, that's not something your kid wants to hear. No. Uh, but I'm sure they didn't, you know, yeah. tell that to the kid that's, whatsoever. That's, yeah, that's really filled them with confidence. That's, yeah. I mean, um, if anything, you'd probably, you'd probably say, oh, it's, uh, it's a, well, I don't know, if, 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 he's, if he's not getting out of it, um, well, if, it, if you asked me, I would have said it. Well, it's obviously harmless. You know, yeah. ghosts can't, can't damage you. I would, um, I mean, it's one of those things, like you say, yeah, you're going to have to use something psychological, like tell him he's gone away, or it's a, or, yeah. or she's always been there, or it's just something, you know, yeah. something that's going to work. Put a mind at yeah, ease. Just, like, just, if you start saying, if you start looking uneasy about it, yeah. then that's just going to, they're going to pick yeah, it up straight away. Gonna, straight now, away. Now, on Dreams. Uh, Safi Woolhams on the uh, Hangout on our Facebook uh, oh, yes. group. Yeah. Again, if you haven't joined that already, go across to Facebook, just type Realm of the Supernatural Podcast and we'll pop up. Join the group, join the page. She posted a story about a lucid dream that she'd had. Right. And uh, she was able to contact um, a relative in order to say, you know, she actually met someone or let's just say something in a dream and she was able to contact a relative and say, you know, does this ring a bell? And they said, yeah. But what was interesting about what she saw, she saw something that was big and the color. And I just happened to mention in the comments that it's unusual for people to dream in color. Most people dream in black and white. Yeah. Although you wouldn't know it, you know, I don't know if you know, but most people dream in black and white, but there's a few people in the hangout who actually said, they have lucid dreams and they are in colour. So I don't know if that's a thing with lucid dreams, but mm. um just makes you wonder, doesn't it? But anyway, that's on the hangout. So if you haven't joined there, do go across there and uh, crack on. Now, interestingly enough, just before we go on to Patreon here and do the uh, gnomes in cars, yeah. which is a very interesting story. If you haven't signed up to Patreon, then go across. It's uh, $2.00. Uh, a month and you get the additional content become a member get your additional content and you get your 
gifts that we send you out. Loyalty some... bonuses. Yeah. Uh, Patreon's doing its own merchandise thing now, so we can sign up to that. Yeah. Um, and they send you out stuff as we go along. Danny's got, got some... his this week, hasn't he? Dan's got his, yeah. He got a t-shirt and some mugs again. He posted a picture on the Hangout so you can see that. Um, he got one mug and he got an extra mug being a Patreon supporter. So There you go. There you go. Bonus. Um, bonus, yeah. We didn't tell him about that, so he opened it. Don't live on his own, does he? No, he's got... Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Well, I mean, you, see, you still could, even if you're on your own, you could use two mugs. Well, yeah, yeah. you could do, yeah. Put one on the side when you don't have to wash the other one up for a bit. Well, yeah, not to say you live at home with one <laughs> spoon, one knife, one fork. But um, <laughs> Deborah Atswell posted something up on a, a YouTube channel on a Facebook group, and I'll, I'll link this in with the show notes. And I, I post it on our social media as well, so you can go and check it out. But she posted this picture, this video, sorry, of a creature, I think it was in Columbia. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, it's like a little uh, goblin-type creature that comes out and the farmer's dogs attack yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He shoots it and the dogs attack it. And what's interesting about this is like, because obviously everybody said, it's CGI, it's CGI, it's obviously CGI. <laughs> you know, these people that look like fucking proclaimers. But <laughs> I'm not saying over <laughs> <laughs> But it's obviously not CGI, right? Because... Again, I said to these people, I said, have you ever looked into the CGI process? Yeah. Because I think people yeah. just think you go on a computer, you type in what you want, and then you you, you grab all of it, like a goblin in this uh, instance, you put it there, and then you just play, and that's it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more to that. To that, You know, you've got to render the background, you've got to render the foreground, and all stuff around it. Now, CGI stuff, right? Because there's a guy who posts fairy clips all the time. We yeah, watch him on yeah, early yeah, on. we was. Yeah, and I'll post this to Hangout so people can check it out. The fantastic little videos, yeah. right? And the one that really, um, I ain't got the guy's name to add. I said mention it, like, but the one that threw me on that, I'll get it in a minute so I can tell people. But the one that threw me on that is when he, he's, there's one episode where he sits down and starts cutting his hair off, and he says that the fairies put him in a trance to cut his hair off. Now, did this guy see something, and now he's just taking a piss or <laughs> what's he looped alone is he just trying to make money from youtube yeah. i don't know but the videos are good but whereas that looks more like cgi because there's nothing in the foreground okay these creatures what he sees are, and you've you're going to talk about one on patreon in australia aren't yeah you? that golem thing and again that picture is is it's difficult to do on cgi because you've got something in the foreground now let's just go like cgi right this is basically how it works so Let's just say you have um, a background. So whatever the background is, let's just say in this instance, the background is a forest. Okay. Yeah. Now you put your creature in, in front of that, and you're almost like sheets, like panes of glass Lights. in a window. Okay. Yeah. Like plates. Yeah. So you green screen in the background, right? Yeah. Your creature in the in the middle, and then you might want a foreground on it, whether that's, whether that's uh, more foliage, whether that's um, weather conditions, snow, yeah, uh, that could go in the foreground, or whether it's other people milling about in the front in front of it. Yeah, okay. But you'd build that up in plates. So then, what would normally happen is, um, well, that's, that's so that that thing could move, but obviously it could only move backwards and forwards on that plate that it's given. So if you had foreground in front of it, it could only move backwards and forwards in front of that foreground. It could never come in front of that foreground, right? And it yeah. could never go in front of the people. They're all different layers, and. When you see a picture and it's CGI, you can normally tell straight away because there's nothing in front of it. Yeah. Right? That's the easiest way to do it. If you're gonna do if you're gonna put something on, it's on top. It's almost stuck on top of the picture. Okay. Yeah. And it can move around on top of the picture, but nothing ever gets in front of it. That's the easiest way. If you're gonna do it in your bedroom or with uh, Photoshop, whatever, that's the easiest way to do it. In clips like this, right, there's too much going on in front of it. You've got dogs moving, you've got a puff of smoke from the rifle. You've got uh, or shotgun or whatever the farmer shot. Um, if those who haven't seen the video, essentially what happens is this dogs are barking, aren't they? So yeah. obviously something's happening where the people are aware of this, and then this creature comes out almost to scare the dogs, and the dogs go for it and basically rip it to shreds. Um, we don't, you know, it says graphic content on the video, but you don't actually see anything no. being pulled apart. No, you don't know. But if you remember the early stories of the Chubacabra. Right, and you remember the, the the mayor from Puerto Rico said that he was painting his house. He was up on some scaffold, and this creature was attacking his hens. Yeah, uh, and he shouted down to it, you know what, you know, get away from the hens or whatever you shout in Puerto Rican. And uh, this thing jumped up onto the scaffold, and he said it had wings. He said it was like a, a, a you know grotesque creature, it had bulging eyes. Um, it was only a couple of feet tall, 
had wings, had talons, had um, you know slimy skin and all the rest of it. Yeah, it did not like a it did not look like a mangy coyote, right? The first reports of Chupacabra on Puerto Rico are not coyotes. Okay, that was later on added to the story just to muddle muddle it all up. Okay, but. This is what he's. This is what he, the early reports like. Now this creature in this clip looks like that Chubacara report. It even looks like it's got wings, doesn't it? Like yeah, bat wings. It very. It looks similar to those reports of Chubacara. Now, what I would say, right, if this is fake, <laughs> and let's assume for a minute it is, because it it looks a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Well, I'm, but, a, I'm assuming it's fake. I would not say it was CGI, right? I would say it almost looks like it's on a sprung lever arm. You know, like it kind of comes yeah, out I like know what a, you mean, yeah. it sort of moves in that fashion, like it's on not rails. It could look could be on rails, but it almost looks like it goes like someone releases a clip and then it springs forward. It's like yeah, a half U-turn type thing. Ha- yeah, half round. U-turn, yeah. like swings round. Yeah, um, you know. But my question for that is obviously you know thinking as a skeptic here why you know this could be on a, an arm or it could be on tracks right whatever why don't the dogs attack it then because if the dogs already know it's there because it's presumably it's there yeah they, they know it's they know something they're gonna so. know it's there yeah why aren't they attacking it before it comes out the bush yeah because the dog don't have to see a ball to attack a ball. You know, if you roll a ball yeah. and it goes in a bush, it's not going yeah. to just go, oh, it's gone in the bush, I'll wait for it to come out. It's going to go in the bush after it. Yeah. So that would be my observation of the whole thing, would be would be why is it doing that? Why are the dog's not getting it until it comes out? Which is weird. But anyway, the video itself is fantastic. She, uh, Deborah Hatswell, he's trying to get more information on this video. So if anybody knows where this video comes from, it could have been from a movie or it could be... You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you see them clips, don't you? Every yeah, again, where... I'm, I'm not too sure on it. At first, when I see, it, I thought, well, oh bloody, I watch that again because it looked like Yoda coming yeah, around, <laughs> coming around at me. And uh, but no, it was, uh, yeah, for me, it's. I think it's just stuck on there. The, the, the quickness of how it, you know, goes, it comes yeah. and goes, and like you say about the dogs as well, the reaction to it, unless that, unless that creature. Trying to prod him with a stick or something, you know, mm. like because he was, it looks like they were backing off and forth. I mean, there. if it was a real creature, that would explain the dog's reaction. Because if that was a real creature that they was afraid of, they would not chase it into that bush. Yeah, right. But when it comes forward at them, then they're gonna go for it, especially when the farmer shooting at it. Um, for something the, of the, that the size, the dog's reaction is perfect. Is, is perfect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's how I expect dogs to react to an unknown creature. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that one. It's, but, it's not, just it's for me. It's too it's too far fetched to yeah be Whereas believable. That fairy guy what we was talking about earlier again. I'll uh, I'll post a link up so people can watch it. I'll put it on the hangout and that. But his videos are a little bit more CGI looking at these things. Yeah, are, yeah. You know, I and mean, there's one where it's throwing acorns and you don't see where the acorn lands. Do you? You just it shows you that one throw it and then it cuts to the other one and it's got it in its hand. It's like all right. Um, but anyway, but you know they're interesting videos, but I'm not sure they're real. Um, but check it out. Let us know what you think. We'll put it on the hangout, and people can come and have a look at it. I'll put it on Twitter and that people can have a look at it and then comment on it. Let us know whether you think it's real or not, or if you've seen it before. It could be from a movie. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, <clears throat> now, cheap fucking movie, but <laughs> could be from a movie. Did you know? A week no. ago today. Mm-hmm. was World UFO Day. All right. Now, I think somebody did mention this, weren't you? Did that? I didn't mention it. I don't know it, why but... you need a World Day for anything, but... Well, there's, there's World Day for everything, yeah. isn't there, nowadays? Um, you could have World Sunshine Day and it could piss down. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, What's from 2018, on the same day, June, uh, July 2nd, sorry, in 2018 to present day... Mm-hmm. Sightings have doubled. Yeah. Now, we was on about this earlier, that UFO stories and interaction with uh, with the videos being posted online now are absolutely going sky high. People are posting more videos up. There's, and I think it's down to... It's a, it's a link you can link with every account or something, whether it be UFOs, whether it be paranormal, extraterrestrial, cryptids, anything like that, cryptids, out like that. You can... If one person sees it, they don't... You know, some people are a bit more cautious to expose it to a wider audience. Yeah. I would say most people. Most people. Yeah. If two people see it, we've got a link. But now you're getting 
fives, tens, fifteens, twenties. It's doubling. It's doubling. Yeah. And since 2018, it's now up to Sky Eye, and this is just six six and a half thousand, I think it is. In uh, this is in USA alone, and they're saying that the reports are coming in thick yeah. and fast now. The reports themselves, there's more reports than the 6,000, but it's a 6,000 that they can't link with. Yeah. So, if you, say if you see, oh, I've, I've seen something in the sky, uh, you, you know, you need, you need to check it out. And, whatever, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it's this, we can yeah, cross yeah. that one off. So, we're getting 6,500 unexplained cases each year. Well, this year. Um, and and the, I would say that stacks up because I, I know I mentioned it on the previous show, but... If you go out and look at the sky for three or four consecutive nights, I'm not going to guarantee it, but a near as damn guarantee it, you are going to see something strange in the sky. The activity, I would say, in the last couple of months, yeah, maybe a couple of months, maybe a bit longer, the activity in the sky has ramped up massively. I mean, I used to go out in the garden every now and again and and look up in the sky for hours an hour at a time, whatever, and not see anything for months. Right now, I'm going out three or four nights, and I'll see something. And not only me, but people who are more skeptical of UFOs. I post again. I posted this this video to the Facebook group, which shows this light. Right, and let's just assume it's a UFO for now, because for one, a bit, you know, it, it is a UFO. It's unidentified, and the way that thing moves. Now, obviously, you can see this on camera, and you can see it's moving fast on camera. Okay. Because you see it, and then it goes, it's just going at a pace, then it's gone, and then it's there. And you can see it, you can see that. At the beginning of that video, you'll see that. Now, that's one thing on camera, but to see that with your eyes is something completely different. And again, I'm seeing that probably, I don't know, once a week, you know, something like that. Yeah. That, And again, you would not see that years ago. You would look at the sky for, you know, a whole year and maybe not see anything. But to see something every three or four days now is is something is ramping up for sure. Well, whether I don't know, if that's a good sign. By in the way. states alone, they've they've done them in list of order of where they've been seen, yeah, and which state they're most popular in. Uh, some of the ones that are not so popular: uh, Louisiana, New York, Texas, um, Maryland, around there. Um, but they're saying a lot of them are in the northern states, yeah. to be fair. Uh, Montana, New Hampshire, Maine. New, uh, and then you, you go to New Mexico, which is still quite popular. Um, Hawaii and Washington, you know, they're all... Well, Hawaii, but uh, they're all quite high up, you know, the northern side of the state line, if you say, stays straight, straight across. But now, but if you South bring America's that... America's got quite a high... There's still, oh, it's still yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah, still a lot. Uh, now, if you bring that across to the UK, let's say, and I'm I'm trying to think of now, if you draw the line at Staffordshire, let's say, you do that north-south divide, because north-south divide up here at the moment, no one knows where it is. But say say if you draw the line at Stoke, you know, Staffordshire, you draw it across, and you said, where's the vast amount of cases seen? Hmm. Now, if if I was to ask you, where do you think, north, north or south? You think the north, northeast, probably. Northeast, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd say the north all day long. Yeah. Um, you have a look at southern accounts that have come up, and there's, I, I can bring some up. Yeah. But I can't name a lot. But if you say northern ones, well, I could list you the ten that have been posted today. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're in the mass numbers now. This was also uh, Norway, uh, Iceland. Uh, you know, you talk, you're talking that sort of line going yeah. across. Where so north of the equator, exactly. Saying, yeah. And th- is there a link to it? Yeah. You know, is there a link to it? Is it this north side? Devil just like that north side, or is there a link to it? Just seeing it on the north side. Now, I wonder if there's something. You know, whether they use the magnetic field to their advantage, which people is it stronger that side? Is it? Yeah. Is is it, it yeah. That they use. Uh, for a reason, or is it just because that's where the most... I mean, the Southern Hemisphere is less populated. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just because of that reason. There's less people in it to see them. Um, I don't know. But, anyhow. But you'd say that, like, big cities, New York, you mentioned, yeah. like London. I would say people in London and people in New York probably see less because of how dense it is. Yeah, I don't I, think they're paying attention to. Don't get me wrong. I know there's vast areas of New York which, yeah. which are wilderness, but... 
um in general the most people live in the in you know in the center bit where is where you're gonna see there's gonna be a lot of light pollution yeah you know even here you know it's still quite a lot of light pollution yeah you don't see stars yeah. here, do you um, well, it's bloody blinding in New York at night. Yeah. Anyway, you can't see stars. You're on the ground. Even here, you, you, you can't look see up stars, and so you're, you're going to struggle. You can imagine. So yeah, yeah I imagine that it's diff- more difficult. So again, you're not going to get reports in those areas. But um, right, should we do the gnomes? The gnomes. Gnomes in cars. Right. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you are on Patreon, then continue listening. You will get a very interesting story on gnomes. Um, but everyone else that's listening, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Please go across to Patreon and subscribe. That's where the most of our content will be going. Get some free goodies. Get your goodies. Get your merchandise as we go along. Um, again, that's up to Patreon to sort that shit out. So we'll see what they, they see offer what us. what they offer, yeah. But there is some fridge magnets going out uh, this week to some of the patrons that we've got in a minute. So thank you very much for that. And um, actually, while we're in the uh, free episode, do you want to go through... Uh, the reviews. Yeah, should we go through some of the reviews? We've had a quite a few more coming recently, haven't we? Yeah. We've had more joiners to Patreon recently. Um, those will uh, be named on a Patreon episode. A couple of those uh, people have actually um, increased their uh, pledges as well. So, uh, new Patreons. We've got Jack. Thank you very much, Jack. We've got Jim. Thank you very much for uh, coming back on board, Jim. David, thank you very much, mate. Kyle, and would you say that's Marcia? Marcia. 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 Um, You know who you are. Thank you very much <laughs> for joining up. And most of those people are joining up on the Bobby Dazzlers here. Bobby Dazzler. Bobby, little, little Bobby Dazzlers. Little Bobby Dazzlers. That's what we like to wear. Now, although you can get... Uh, for one dollar a month, you can get access to the back catalogue. If you want more of our shows that we've done previously, then you can join up Patreon for one dollar a month, and you will get access to the back catalogue. Oh yeah, why not? Why not listen to the, some of the oldies? Yeah, well, that's where the episodes are, so it's the easiest way. Well, shall we go over a few of the uh, a few of the reviews? Can do, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple up here. Never mind the X Files. Here's our Y fronts. Uh, For paranormalists, these guys are pretty earthy, unpretentious, and always interesting. They're a welcome counterweight to the over-polished cliché peddlers that rehash paranormal uh, (laughs) tropes in slick but staid fashion. Mm. Their banter is funny, and the topics receive a critical treatment. Where do I sign up? Sometimes too critical, I would say. Well, yeah, depends what I'm talking about. That's from uh, Kenny W., Thank you very much, Kenny. And he is in Great Britain. He's in the UK. Thank you very much. Um, next one, uh, Ryan from uh, Mon Valley in the US of A. Uh, I considered this one, uh, this to be one of the best paranormal podcasts out there and highly recommend it to anyone interested in the paranormal. Thank you very much for that, Ryan. Thank you. Again, these are five stars, you know, five star ones that are coming in. Um, again, another one here. Uh, Jackie Wilkins uh, from the US of A as well. Uh, I love the wide variety of topics this podcast touches. Highly recommended. Thank you very much, Jackie. Five stars again. Fantastic podcast. I suppose that's something we try. We do try and get a varied uh, amount of topics to talk about. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, you can be focused on one thing. It's just, I think you get enough of it after. You can only talk about one thing for so long, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And if you if you pick a specific case, UFO case, let's say, and you, was, you had a podcast on that, and you can talk about it as much as you want until, you know... Where's the new evidence coming from? Where's the new stories coming from? It from because you're going to run out eventually. You might get ten episodes out and then dry off. But there you go. Yep. So uh, keep your reviews coming in, people, yep, especially the fantastic ones. Although we do like the critical ones as well. Sometimes Lee loves them. Lee loves them. You do upset um, him. You yeah, do upset you do. him. But I, I would say if um, if anyone that listens to us on Patreon and uh, they want to leave a review, then mention the Patreon. Yeah. Also, if anyone hasn't seen it already, check out your uh, messages on Patreon. 
uh, for those uh, we sent out a message to you all this uh, week just been um, just want to send you a, a little thank you a uh, bit of a loyalty bonus to you all um, yep I had quite a few emails addresses yeah. and that so I've had some back but if, if, yeah, to Australia, if you want just check them out Australia America America so that's going to cost some postage you know what Hey, that's what it is. Royal Mail. That's what it's there for. You're worth it. Absolutely. So, thank you much for anyone listening now. Anyone that this is uh, going out to the free feed, obviously. So, thank you much for joining us. Uh, and we will continue now with the Patreon episode. Um, so, for the rest of you, we will see you on the other side. For the Patreons, keep continuing to listen. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Oh, my God.